Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on The Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode. Would that be kind of a cool effect? No. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, let's... Especially when I edit, and so then everything gets shifted around. Let's get so experimental on here. Let's do a little prog rock podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should do a... A laboratory of sound. How come we don't do our own uh, audio dramas? <laughs> you and I Cause doing, I think playing out a story with our great acting skills. Would maybe get arrested? I don't know. I mean, some of our conversations, I mean, yeah. that we've had about our, our fictional creative endeavors that will never, ever come to fruition. Like um, what? Cook Boys? <laughs> we have our own cooking podcast? Uh, Rook Boys about, about chess? <laughs> I can't think of any others. Uh, I did like when I said, hey, like the other night, I was like, hey, do you want to go out uh, for dinner before recording? You go, dinner boys? <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, what am I opening up? I'm opening up my notes, even though I didn't really take any notes for this thing. Uh, hook boys about fishing. Oh, hook boys. Yeah. Angler boys would be better. I mean, I know you're well, trying to stick with the rhyme. Yeah, I, get, thing, I yeah. get what you're doing. I see what your bit yeah. is, but I do like angler boys a lot better. Uh, podcasts. Book Boys and Crystal Singer. <laughs> oh, true true crime podcasts are good. We could do one about uh, kidnapping called Took Boys. <laughs> you remember oh, the fashion, look boys. <laughs> yeah, there we go, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, I'm like, come on, something that rhymes with book. Come on, come on, come on, look. Uh, a podcast about people could, uh, the ocular improvements. <laughs> what about one about poop and we call it Duck Boys? Duck Boys. Like Dookie. Oh. Duck. I was never a fan of the term dookie. But what if we made a podcast about it, though? <laughs> that would you be a fan? I you sat there holding your breath and go, what if we... <laughs> okay, we should probably get rolling. We got, I, we I, thought got, we are. We I got feel like of, I'm already on a roll. We got a lot of really juicy, great stuff here. Do we? Yeah, yeah, we have a ton of juicy, great stuff here. Shit, but, I, feel, oh, boy, I feel like you're going to lay into this book, maybe. But we got to talk about our weeks first, I guess. Yeah. You're um, a snitch. I'm a snitch? Yeah. I, I don't know. Can we talk about that right now? Or are you in, like, witness protection now? Hey, yes, snitched out the... Oh. This was two days ago. You don't remember snitching out? The cops came over, You're apparently. Right, I am a snitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's how moronic I am, that I was just, like, uh, a person. Uh, last Monday, while I was at work, in my office, at my new job, uh, some woman... Walked up and tried to get inside my garage, checked the door, uh, and then checked the two garage doors and was really working it, trying to get in there, and she couldn't get in. Then, uh, it's all on video, and then she wandered off across the alley to the neighbor's side and tried uh, theirs, too. Do you think she was lost, maybe? Maybe she was on meth, though. Maybe that's the She might have been on meth. Explanation. You know what's disturbing, though? What? She was kind of a good-looking lady. Oh, was she? Mm. Are you saying that if you hadn't been at work, if you'd been at home, you maybe would have let her in? Uh... Well, she wasn't trying to get in the house, but yeah, wow. the camera does have a microphone where I can talk at people. Okay. So if I was there, if I would have seen this, I saw it when I got home, and then it was like there was an alert on my phone, so I looked, and I was like, oh my god, there's a person like hanging around my garage. So I watched it, but yeah, if I was there, I might have been like, hey, why don't you, why don't you come up to the door? <laughs> hey, you're far too attractive to be trying to get into my garage. <laughs> Let me be your shining prince. Let me yeah. come save you from this lifestyle you're living. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, did, no. did the cops... 
They don't the do cops anything. Know. Well, do they know her? They're like, oh. Nope. Oh, we know this one. I called the police. Well, at first I texted my neighbor um, just saying, yeah, there's a person trying to get in the garage. Did you guys have anything stolen? And then she was like, can you, you got to call the cops. You got to let them know. And I was like, yeah, I figured I'd try to just give them the video at least. Yeah. Um, so I called the police and I said, I have video of someone trying to get in my garage. You know, it's not a big deal. They yeah. didn't get in or anything, but um, do you want the video just to have it in case you catch this person later and then there's this evidence of them? Yeah, just and in case you get the sick son of a bitch. <laughs> the sick, twisted bastard. Yeah. That's an invasion. It's my home. Did, were the um, cops kind of like, eh, I don't know if we need it? And then he said, well, she's attractive. And they're like, nice. We'll be right over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they came over. I didn't want them to come over, but they said, yeah, we're sending a policeman over so okay. they can take your whatever take the story down and I was like really she said yeah did wait did he they... kept taking a picture I showed it on my computer screen yeah. did he bring a VCR with him <laughs> no he took a picture with his phone of of what I was playing on my screen that seems inefficient and, and I said I can just give you this like do you got an email address or something he goes oh yeah and he gave me his card with an email address and he goes, how did soon you, can you get that to me? And did I was you take like, a picture of his card? Then and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to buddy link you this photo of your card. <laughs> All right. I'm going to scan this picture into a PDF. <clears throat> and then uh, Print it up for you. Yeah. Cut it out. Laminate it. And then hand it back. Um, no, he... Uh, so, yeah, he uh, didn't really kind of know what was going on with that. But he didn't seem interested either. Okay. And I was making even, it clear Even though the perp was attractive? An attractive woman? Well, Do you think she's part of a gang of attractive women? Do attractive women gang up? I don't know. Do they organize? I mean, that's the fantasy I'm having right now, is that there's Mm. gangs of attractive women roaming the streets looking for unsecured garages. Well, I don't know about the unsecured garages, but there are a series of B-movies made in the 50s and 60s just about dangerous women Mm -hmm. that um, I could hook you up with if you want to see them. Are there any (laughs) books about them that we could read? That's not a bad idea. Uh, You're breaking an incident before Crook Boys. What was that oh. crook trying to do again in your garage? Have you been sitting on that for a while? No, just that just came to me. Okay, no. well, good, good. I was hoping I wasn't holding you back from that jump. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It wasn't there the whole time. How yeah. was your week? My week, so that's it. I started a new job. People are pudgy. Uh, someone tried to break into my garage. Yeah. She was kind of hot. I kind of used that footage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know and what then, you mean. Um, that's pretty much been my week. Can I, can I take a picture of that footage to use it later? Mm-mm, no, it's for me. All right. <laughs> so what about you? How's your week? I went to Iowa today. That was exciting. I know. You said you were driving back from Iowa, and you'll be there, you know, you'll be here by yeah. 7 or whatever. Like, what the hell are I you know. doing? Yeah, the work thing. I In was, Iowa? I was taking along with one of our sales reps just to see what, what happens out in the field. You know, I'm stuck behind my desk all day in the office. That corporate setting. I don't yeah. know what's going on down in the trenches. <laughs> I got to see how we sell our product. What that route to market really looks like. Um, so anyway, the the more local rep kind of wouldn't respond to me, so I had to work down a list of one based out of southern Minnesota. And today she <laughs> decided to work her accounts in northern Iowa. So I was on the road for about six hours today. Oh, my God. I was only driving for like half of that, though, because I drove down to meet this person, and she drove the oh. rest of the way into Iowa. I just love that. You have a physical list of like, we'll contact each of these people one by one and whoever will take you with. You're like, okay. And you're going down the list. And by the time you get down to number 20, it's like Gretchen and there's like a coffee stain next to it. And the bottom of the page kind of smells like cigarettes. <laughs> like, ah, eh, crap. And then she'll be like, I hope she doesn't answer. And she does. Oh, yeah, you can totally come with. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was today. Um, she's a real salty the earth type person. Is she? She's about my age. Um, so anyway, I heard the word um, 
mulatto more than I was expecting today. <laughs> in, in what context? Complaints or that she works or knows? No, no, it's fine. Somebody's? She she's got nieces and nephews. They're mulattoes. They're beautiful children. Okay, but she's kept describing them as mulatto. Wow, um, which was weird. And then, yeah, that's not something I've heard since the nineties. I know, yeah, we don't use that word anymore, do we? No, I don't think it's acceptable anymore. I don't think so. I think, and it, even if it was acceptable, I just don't want to use it. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I, I, I don't. I, I remember. I think the last time I heard it was on an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Larry <laughs> David said it, and it was nobody else was like nobody was down with that mm. in the show. It was used, you know, mm-hmm. as a comic comic effect to show how out of touch Larry David was yeah. by using that term. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I heard that a few, it, we, it was me and the salesperson and then one of our, um, accounts that we took out for lunch. Did she and, say mulatto in front of the account? Yes. And then the conversation at some point turned to the coronavirus because that's, yeah, a, of course, which, uh, turns out, mm. uh, it's just God's plan to, oh, is to, that... to thin the population a little bit. Cause you know, there's a lot of people over there in China. Oh, so they don't think it's going to come here or anything. They're just like, oh, the Chinese, it's kind of like AIDS. Well, the gays. <laughs> it's kind of like it's never going to come touch us. Yeah. Okay. They have a lot of people over there. And, you know, it's, God knows what he's doing. It's just part of his plan to oh boy, that's, deal that's, with overpopulation. That's a work conversation you had. Yeah. It, it, which was mm. weird because that was lunchtime when, these, when the mulatto conversation and the coronavirus conversation took place. <laughs> and up until that point, I, I wouldn't have – I was surprised that that's how the conversation went because up until that point, it was yeah perfectly fine. I didn't think mm-hmm. that she was, was – person I was with, I mean, she's from a more rural part of the state, and she's yeah. she has a thick rural Minnesota accent. She's, she's a good... Oh, sure, sure. Sturdy farm girl, I'd say. Um, <laughs> Is she, uh... But, she doughy? A little bit. Okay. Nope. Okay. Um, well, I'm getting uncovered. I gotta shift here. We're getting serious now. Yeah. Hmm. I just thought of something. What's that? I, I was in Okaboji, Iowa. Have you heard of it? No. Yeah. I would if I would have heard popu- of it. It's a popular popular resort town in in Iowa. Like in the summer, it gets crowded. There's a couple of big lakes there, but I just thought it's Okaboji. It's it's not Wokaboji. <laughs> so that's why yeah, that's why these conversations happen there. Yeah, we should probably just move on. What? Oh, you well, didn't no, like I'm that? F- forget my point. You didn't like that? Yeah. Well, what was your point? You can my edit that out. That if you don't like that, you can edit it out. <laughs> no, no. You know what? I want the people to hear that. All right, clean it, just clean it up and post. <laughs> Um, you should go all in on the, the Jesus talk. Be like, well, you know, and then just start dropping tons of full, like theological stuff you've heard. Should I have turned my chair backwards and sat? <laughs> you know, there's a guy yeah. I know. He's kind of a bad boy. Yeah. He said a lot of crazy things. Yes. This guy, he didn't like <laughs> Chinamen either. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that, wait, no. No, that didn't come up in the Bible at all. Like, I <laughs> think your theory about the coronavirus is wrong. <laughs> it's like, I think, uh, I believe it, I don't remember exactly where in the New Testament that Jesus says, these guys have got to get thinned out. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many of them. There's way too many of those people. <laughs> Let's <laughs> yeah, do something exactly. about it. <laughs> Someday someone's going to do something about yeah. those people. Yeah, it's in Revelations or something, probably. I don't know. <laughs> That's part of it. Yeah. That, uh. The, the devil will come in the form of uh, the the savior and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> the Chinese are going to get really thinned out. <laughs> yeah, 
boy, is it going to break their hearts when the coronavirus uh, reaches the Midwest and people they know actually are suffering from it. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have a real tough time with that idea of people. <laughs> they're like, well, we're Americans. We don't need to be thinned out. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to really change their worldview. Oh, was that cognitive dissonance? Is that what that's called? Oh, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. talk about the book yeah so i was tasked with finding this book you did a good job did, i wasn't sure because I, I went so my i didn't have any i didn't do any advanced research or anything i just kind of no. went to the used bookstore mm-hmm. started wandering around mm-hmm. what i was doing is i was um, judging the books by their covers like you do with which people. is yeah. yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> i found this one it uh it looked pretty cheesy it was in the sci-fi section I thought you did a good job it was called, at first glance. It's called The Crystal Singer. I'm sorry, it's not called The Crystal Singer. It's just called Crystal Singer. Mm-hmm. We don't waste time with the article no, the there. <laughs> exactly. Um, by the author Anne McCaffrey. And I, I picked it because, boy, this cover looks cheesy. Well. So uh, what I could glean from the cover was that um, there's a female protagonist who does something in space with crystals. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, this is going to be really cheesy. It's from like the 80s. And you're it's leaving out the sci-fi, part where when, and it's about crystals. We I'm said like, it was your okay. turn, and you didn't have any idea what. And I started giving you like uh, sending you images of some really cheesy pulp books, yeah, and that sort of stuff, like from the seventies and eighties. Yeah, I, I didn't and find you did any, a good job. You found this is kind of what I was thinking. I don't think it was. It, I don't think it quite lived up to that, though. Oh, the story, no. But yeah. the, based on the cover, I yeah, was like, that's, oh, that's kind of what I was going for. for. I didn't find anything. Quite old or pulpy enough, I think. Yeah, yeah. That, that I was looking for does yeah. just no, wasn't I think at the store. I would have done the same thing if I went in the store. Yeah, and then luckily it was also on the Kindle, so I didn't have to go out and try to find my own copy. Yeah, and I, I did kind of look at that. I, I wanted to make it. I wanted to make it easy for you. Well, thanks, like, so I man, looked it up. I and I'm like, oh, that. this is available on Kindle. And it worked out. And uh, also, I was excited by the fact that it's the first of a trilogy. So if this had worked out very well, <laughs> if it had, we, yeah, if it had, <laughs> if it had worked out. Um, so just generally, I, I think we can say it didn't quite work out as we wanted to. No. I I was expecting this book to be way sillier than it was. I was, even if it was trying to be serious, I thought it would be so cheesy that we would have so many jokes to make. Yeah. Um, it wound up being pretty dry. Yeah. But weirdly fast. The chapters are almost non-existent. Yeah. It's crazy. I was expecting it to be a little bit faster, though, for some reason. I don't know. It. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was just because it was a little boring. I, I thought it was going to be so cheesy and silly. I mean, it started out and with a lot of promise. So, like, I'm not going to go by chapters or anything. Because the you. chapters are Good. so damn short okay. that it's not really worth um, listing off. But she is, the character's name is Kilishandra Ray. I, okay, let's, right there. Hmm. So it's, and I hate this about sci-fi and fantasy books. They all speak like <laughs> regular English, mm-hmm. except all the like the proper nouns are, are weird and impronounceable. Why can't she just be Mary Jones? Why does she have to be Kilachandra Ree? Which I'm fine with, but why are all the names so weird? Just make the names easier then. Mm-hmm. If you, if everything else is going to be the same, that's what I mean. The that's, the, the same. that's kind of the laziness of yeah. like, I won't make a crazy name because it's a different planet, yeah, but uh, they still have to wear like underwear. <laughs> Although I did. Speaking of the clothing, though, if we if we're not going chapter by chapter later in the book when she's on that ship with the other 
the people from the other system where she's like installing the crystals mm -hmm. and they, they keep describing how offensive the colors are in their clothes and she can barely like look at their clothes. Oh, I didn't catch just that of for how some reason. Brightly and offensively colored they are. <laughs> anyway. I didn't catch that part. Yeah. Well, just to, I'm not going, but just to Kilachandra Ree uh, is this young woman who work or she's at this school. Um, a music school. Yeah, which the teacher is Esmond Valdi, which yeah. I thought was worth noting, because I'm like, well, this guy's going to come back. He barely comes back. He, he came back briefly. Very briefly. But they, sure. so yeah. basically, she's in this singing school, but he claims that she has a burr in her singing, in her voice, that he thought he could get rid of, but it's not working, and so he's kicking her out So she's and not it's good enough. A, a very prestigious music school, yeah. it seems like. And, and she, <clears throat> well, and she wasn't really getting kicked out. It was just like she failed this like final exam to be basically a solo star singer mm -hmm. and star as in like lead performer not, say, not in the sci-fi <laughs> sense <laughs> a celestial thing um but she would still be a very very good performance singer like as a backup or part of an um, ensemble well like, didn't he even mention at one point like you should be a crystal singer or whatever like i thought he mentioned that in the well, beginning well he said uh, yeah like is it like a uh, like a throwaway like thing like, you should just go be a farmer is what yeah. i was taking it as in the beginning yeah. but then you find out later that being a crystal singer is like the most amazing thing in the entire world well that's because she's got that's be debatable well yeah because of what it does to your life uh, so then she leaves the whole point of this is that she leaves well she's she goes to the airport she's rather petulant She's a yeah. She's she a, she leaves campus in a strop. What would she say? What's a strop? Well, the manner in which she left campus. Do you mean a huff? Her petulant. Yeah, a huff. You could say that. <laughs> What's too. a strop? Let's look it up. <laughs> Fine. Uh, how do you spell it? S T R O P. Uh, a strop is a uh, short rope, or to sharpen a razor. Hmm. Looks like someone doesn't just start throwing words out there. Usually a leather band for sharpening a razor. Yeah, what are the other uses? A verb, edge, grind, hone, sharpen. Oh, mainly British informal, a temper tantrum. He threw a strop and stormed off. Fine. Okay. All right. So it's a British term that I'm an, you're using I'm, here. I'm an Anglophile. All yeah, right. Okay. okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm too culturally <sighs> for your liking. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I'm so going to leave in a strop. <laughs> a huff, that's for sure. <laughs> she goes to a spaceport because she's getting the hell out of here. And uh, she gets a loud, well, crazy she, sound. She's not even sure about that. She's just kind of wandering around at this point. Oh, I thought she was just like, I'm going to go somewhere and I don't know okay. where. Yeah. But I'm going to oh, be the yeah, best yeah. at what I okay. do. And that yeah, was her whole thing. Yeah. She And so then she, um, it's a spaceport. And apparently they use crystals to power these uh, shuttles. But one of them makes a high-pitched kind of whine that makes her go crazy, and she can't stand the sound, but nobody else can hear it. Yeah. And then this captain... And one guy can hear it. Carrick. He can Carrick. hear it. So he comes in, and he's, like, uh, announcing over the PA, like, are you sons he, of bitches going to blow us all up? This ship's going to, you know, whatever, yeah. explode. And she's like, I heard it. And he's like, you did? And uh, and then that's when the 70s campiness that I was hoping for yeah. kind of played out in the very beginning. Okay. There was a lot of you're the best I've ever seen. Yeah. A lot of like a man being a man. There was a lot of that. And yeah. There was a and lot he's like of a lot of wine. Kilachandra submitted to these men several times throughout the book. These men being men. Yeah. Not a lot of complicated dialogue leading up to it or anything either. No. Not like she... I was expecting the best out of this. But it was definitely a 70s like... I like you and you like me, so let's do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Uh, she did that with three men in the book, didn't she? Um, she learns from Carrick about that he's a crystal singer. 
Yeah, he's part of the Heptite Guild. That's yes, that's true. And once you go crystal, you can't go back no, because you can't. it affects your body. It'll kill you. It'll kill you. And if yeah. you're away from your crystals for too long, it'll kill you. It'll kill you. So he's on a trip, but he's starting to get sick. So after having yeah, the sex, crystal singer, they got to get off world sometimes. The world being Ballybrand, which is where all the crystal harvesting <laughs> takes exactly. place. But uh, yeah, Carrick, he's on leave. He had to get off planet, yeah. which he can do because he's a crystal singer. Well, he's a crystal singer. They Turns go out that's the like being they a rock star. They're very well paid. He can go over wherever he wants. He can. But not forever. He has to get back to Ballybrand. He's got to, or else it actually your insides start to boil and stuff. Because um, of the symbiont. My, uh, I did get one quote out of this. I think she blows Carrick uh, because he starts having all this, um, having all this like stomach pain or whatever, and, and then uh, his line is, uh, he gave her a quick, uh, quick look. A line that I use, they used in this book. He says, not to worry, my pet. I say my pet all the time. I didn't realize it's a pervy thing wow. to say. I say it to people Wait, at work. Wait, you didn't? No. You thought that was just a normal thing that's to what say. Like, that's what like a grandma says. I thought says. that's why you were saying it, to, to creep people out. No, it's like what a grandma says. You're not a grandma, though. Why don't you so that's what makes it pervy. Yeah, okay, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, not to worry, my pet, his standard phrase of evasion. Come, give me a kiss and get the crystal out of my blood. <laughs> and then yeah. they have more sex. Yeah. She gives them a blowjob to get rid of the pain. Um, and then they are going to take off. What other go grandmotherly things do you think you're saying that are actually pervy? <laughs> Get that finger over here. That's what I think my grandma used to say. All the, time. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I just made it up. Um, <laughs> like, like what pervy thing could a grandmother say? You get that mouth. You get that finger over here. <laughs> Okay, you go out and play, but don't be gone too long. I want to see that mouth and finger back here by six. <laughs> so I, when you are calling me, when you're saying my pet to me all the time, you think you were trying to be endearing or something? I thought you were trying to be creepy, like no, in a funny way. not endearing. It's kind of like there was a guy I know, a grown man, yeah, a man of business, Okay, who if you told him something and instead of going, oh, I don't believe it, or oh, that's crazy, he would say, oh, stop, like that. Okay. And I was like, that's weird. That's kind of like what a grandma would say. So I heard the term my pet from my own grandmother at one point, And so I started using it, not realizing that it's it's a sexual phrase, Ben. <laughs> it's, a, it's a phrase people use uh, before I'm, the act of coitus. Oh, I know. So now I know. Oh, wow. I know. I'm I mean, astounded. it was a dumb thing to say. It was supposed to be like a funny thing to say. Didn't realize that it's like, oh. It's yeah, it was funny, but it was funny for... A different reason than you thought it was. Well, I wish I guess. somebody would have pulled me aside and told me. Wait, did you just unplug my mic? No, it's like some other random weird cord. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, if you want me to shut up, just say so. You don't have to unplug my <laughs> mic. I love that I still publish the show where it's just like <laughs> your voice is really muted in the background, and it's just all me talking. So, anyways, he is going to go back to his crystals because his body is dying. Yeah. And um, she says, I'm coming with you. And he goes, oh, I don't think you can do it. And he's like, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be the best crystal singer ever. And he goes, well, I can't say no to you. But then the uh, the director of the school shows up because they're suddenly all worried about her. Yeah. Trying to stop her from leaving. Yeah. I don't remember how they – she still left. I don't remember how that conflict resolved itself. Neither do I. I. Think that, was, that was a long out. time ago. I don't remember. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I, I, she just, like I think they ago. tried to talk her out of it, and she just she's very headstrong in this kill. Yeah, I, I, there's no stopping her. I don't specifically remember that they just sort of said, "Okay, well, we tried," but that's kind of how it ended. I think that's pretty much <laughs> what happened. Yeah. So, but yeah, everyone was trying to warn her off of this um, idea. Yeah. She had to become a 
Crystal Singer. And that's kind of where the the kookiness in the 70s, because this was published in the late 70s, the kind of early... I think it was mid-80s, I thought, wasn't it? Oh, I was. I think this. At, I looked at Wikipedia really briefly, and I thought it was like she published her first books or some short this stories of in the seventies. Oh, maybe okay. This one, yeah, copyright nineteen eighty two. But yeah, I think okay. she did some versions. She had really. written. But anyways, yeah. and I was like, okay, here's the seventies sci fi kind of Star Warsy situation. And, well, and it kind of died off after that, and then it just became about her. It was a lot like uh, Star Starship Troopers, except more boring. Of learning how to sing to crystals. I liked it a little bit better than Starship Troopers. I think. It was just, okay. I saw it in the same... I mean, there were crystals. The same layout of, here's how you train, here's the steps you go through, here's whatever, here's whatever. Yeah. But it's about something that I can't relate to, like, you have to take this drug, I forgot what the drug's called, that's supposed to protect you. So there's all these rules that almost don't matter, which is like, yeah. the crystals, when you start singing to them, they're going to really fuck up your body, so you got to take this weird, I forget what drug that's supposed to help you build up an immunity. If there's you, a drug? No, there's like a... Microscopic organism that lives on this crystal planet that invades all of the people there as a host in a symbiotic relationship. So that's a symbiont. Do they inject it it's into a, you? Ben? No, no. It just it lives on this planet. So just by virtue of being on this planet, the it gets inside you and then it bonds with people in different ways. So I get that concept. Why did they make such a big deal out of today's the day that everyone gets the symbiont? Because then they from just, this point on, you're going to suffer side effects. Some people go deaf and they can't be well, a part of the they, you, you can't remove it from you. I mean, that's... So everyone on this planet eventually has the symbiont. Yeah, within like a couple <clears> of weeks of being on this planet. So like everyone in Kilachandra's recruiting class mm-hmm. had been on the planet at the same time. So they all... the symbiont started taking effect on them all at the same time. So even people on this planet that aren't going to be singing to crystals like janitors are suddenly going to have to deal with the side effects and possibly going blind or deaf and then like, hey, I'm yeah, okay, so that, be that's why they now. became the janitor. Like some of them <laughs> Did you not read this at <laughs> what all? What are you talking about? Yeah. I read it as here comes the symbiont, here comes your side effects and then she magically didn't have any side effects so she was like the best and they put her to work almost right away or training yeah, right yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, aren't but it wasn't a drug that they injected, and I don't think there was any like people living on this planet. Where it's all humans that have like colonized it, and they discovered that the symbiont mm-hmm. had this effect on people. And yeah, some of them went blind or deaf or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're all part of the Heptite Guild, but they're not all crystal singers. Some of them are the janitors or whatever. Okay, I thought there was a colony of people on this planet, and then like whatever. Yeah, yeah, these people, but the ones that aren't singers, they they can't leave the planet, I don't think. Why would anyone want to go to this planet and risk being deaf or blind or crippled and then be like, well, I'm not good enough to sing to a crystal, but I can live on this planet and I'm going to be the best chef in this restaurant where all the crystal singers come to? Well, it's very lucrative. The Heptite Guild pays well. (laughs) Well, it does. I don't know what, what... this was all explained. I don't. You did not read the middle of this I book. I skipped over that stuff. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm surprised you're so offended by it because this, what we're arguing about, yeah. literally doesn't matter. Well, it does. <laughs> you're, you're getting the details, the facts all wrong. I just know that there was symbiont and that yeah. you can have side effects, and she was the best at it, and she got put into training right away. Well, she had a mild key transformation. That's what it was. Her transition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the greatest. Um,. So anyways, uh, some of the other people, there was a guy, oh, captain of the ship, Anders, the ship that was bringing her to the planet, tries to have sex with her. She got kind of annoyed by that. Yeah. Uh, so there's a little bit of the 70s still in there. Uh, there was a nervous guy, I forgot his name, that he he's kind of like, 
so it's kind of like this group of kids that Shalon. are going. Shalon. Was that, was that, is that Shalon? who it was? I, don't know. I didn't get his name down. But um, so there's a group was of people the that are all, yeah, that yeah. are all part of this group that are kind of going through training together. And he's like really nervous and asks a lot of questions and follows her around and kind of harasses her and stuff. So there's more than one scene of all of them sitting at the table having their bonding moment over beer or whatever. Then he shows up like, hey, fellas. Yeah. And they're like, nah, get out of here. <laughs> he's asking, he's too nervous. And like, I don't think they're telling us the full story here. And it's just weird. Uh, and then that's kind of it. Uh, then it's just, you know, after the some of the training stuff, which was kind of pointless. Like, yeah, there was, there was a lot of it. The book didn't have to be as long as it was. Kara comes back dead. Or no, he... How did he die? Because she went with his body. Is that how she got on the planet? Yeah, so she was. He had been off planet too long, I think, and mm-hmm. he, he was he dead or just like brain but dead. When he died, they knew that he had black crystal, which was a big deal. Yeah, so and she got some credits. Just... Like the guild gave her, like, here, thanks for bringing this corpse back to us. Here's some. Guild so credits. did he die before when they were like still at the the on airport? her planet, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I guess I got confused. Well, because they had a. Did you even read the book, Ben? Yeah, I did. But it was a long time ago. <laughs> oh, um, they were, you didn't use my excuses. Yeah, I am. Uh, but so when she ran into Carrick after they saved the spaceport from blowing up because mm-hmm. they told them to stop the landing of this broken ship, mm-hmm. um, they went on a romantic getaway. Do you remember mm-hmm. that part? I remember them having romantic times. I didn't. Yeah, it was for a while. They like went on vacation. I think they were like water skiing and stuff. Yeah, that's right. They were. Um, they were doing activities together. Yeah, so it seemed like Again, it was like a, a short a chapter. Yeah. But that's then, the thing is because you blow through the chapter and they move on to the next thing. So it's But then, like yeah, why did his... I can't remember why his brain broke, though. I don't Was it just because he was off planet too long and, like, the symbiont didn't well, like it? I don't know. however he died, anyway, I don't know how she, that they knew that he had black crystal and then she got all this credit for bringing his body back and the black... I don't know. Again, two weeks ago. It's all muddled together at this point. Yeah. She was supposed to go out with Maksun or whatever. Yeah. And um, and he was supposed to take her out so that she could look for Crystal. And But then he was also... And then he, he was going to get paid money by doing this, and then he'd be able to, like, retire or just stop doing the Crystal. Well, thing. he was just going to have enough to get off planet for a while. Yeah. Was... Yeah, that's what it was. And then she... But then they split up, and then she finds a... She well, ends cause... up finding Black Crystal. He found Kragorn's black crystal that she was looking for. She, Mox mm. soon took her out because he was just supposed to show her the ropes of how you dig up crystal. Yeah, yeah. Because she hadn't been out like I was today in Iowa, out in the field. She, <laughs> Kilisandra had to go out in the field to see uh, how, how the crystal, how you dig it up, how, yeah. you, how you cut it. Um, but it's revealed when she's doing this that the crystal really fucks with your memory. So this guy mm-hmm. who's supposed to be showing her the ropes like keeps forgetting who she is and thinks she's just trying to steal his crystal yeah and they so then she just leaves him and finds the black crystal on her own. the black crystal being the most valuable of all the crystal yes which was like the big hoopla earlier with what's his name but well and also it's because of it has some like quantum entanglement properties so it allows instantaneous communication over intergalactic distances oh that so if you have a set of black crystals you can tune them to each other and have uh, at different ends of the well anyway. when she's out there singing to the crystal that she found yeah uh, while Maxoon is off doing his own thing um, they make a big deal out of the sleds there was probably more time in a chapter devoted to the sleds and the sled technology than I think needed to have happen but one point they point out or one thing that they say is that the lack of memory they have like 
this encoded kind of voice memos in the sled yeah. so that you can be like, I'm turning left here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and nobody else can crack that code, so you're yeah. the only one that can hear it. So that way you can remember how you get back to your crystal. And then once you get there and you start singing to it, you get, quote-unquote, crystal tricked. <laughs> because you start singing to it and you kind of get into yeah. a trance and you get so into it that you don't pay attention how much time has passed. So that's the yeah. reason why you're supposed to set alarms. Hours can pass. Yeah, and so in the case of Maksun, she was supposed to, like, he said, like, make a recording telling me to remember yeah. to come get you or whatever, yeah. and because otherwise I'm going to forget. I'm going to get crystal tricked. And, yeah. So she got crystal tricked. Yeah, and they're then, both crystal whipped. <clears throat> Real crystal whipped. Yeah. Uh, there's a, bo- a lot of big storms on this planet, yeah. and so they really care about well, the weather. Well, because the planet has three moons. They yeah. interact in terrible ways Just with the imagine. weather. Yeah. yeah. So they... Uh, we have bad storms here with only one moon. Triple that. That's what they have. I think our moon only just causes... Remember Hurricane rain. Sandy? That's imagine the moon, that huh? Th- well, imagine the moon that caused three that? Moon. Well, if there are three moons, <laughs> imagine it. Seriously, 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 yeah. just think about it for yeah. a second. Yeah. Three moons, dog. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, uh, so she finds out a storm's coming. Uh, she goes off to get Maksun, but he's so wrapped up in his crystal that she has to, like, drag him out of there and stuff. Well, she had to and, knock him unconscious. Yeah. That's, she had to drag him out because she almost killed him. Mm. And got him out of there. But thank yeah. God for the voice transcode or whatever recording because they were able yeah. to get back again and stuff. So Crystal Trick. So because of the cover of this, and because of the time like, period it was written, yeah. every time she sings, because yeah. the cover of this totally looks 80s, like yeah. glam rock metal 80s, that I yeah. only imagine her, like any other 80s video, standing in front of a giant crystal with huge poofy hair and yeah. tight leather pants and like a leather jacket, and she and, just holds up one fist. And, and everything... Ah! And everything looks kind of damp for some yeah. reason. And there's always like a blue spotlight for no reason yeah. coming from one side of the camera. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and then it's uh, then later they have to learn how to. I mean, I mean, I ran out of steam on this because like later, there's no high point or low point to this. It's just a story of someone learning a trade with yeah, mild, the, there was mild no, excitement, mild adventure. Yeah. What was. Yeah, what was the rising action? What was the resolution of the plot? There was, yeah, it yeah. just kind of She became plateaued. the best, yeah. basically. So in the end, she, like, learns how to, after you've sung to it, which, what, makes it cool with you, that you can, like, start trying to carve out, and you got to carve it just right, uh, and you don't want to yeah. break it, just like with a diamond and stuff. Well, she has perfect pitch, we should point that. That's crucial to being a crystal singer, yeah. and that's from her music background, so. Because anyway. you have to match the pitch you have to, of the like, crystal. You have to literally to sing, sing to, to the crystal. Yeah. You have to sing in harmony. And you have a, this cutting tool that you have to tune. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And at the end of the book, she what? She carves it, the black crystal, perfectly, and then everyone is celebrating, and she's the first person to ever do it on this planet. Well, yeah, that's in, in that system with the people who wear the offensively colored clothes. Mm-hmm. She, so she basically set up this communication network for them with these quantumly entangled crystals. Right. Um, yeah, and that was the exciting conclusion. I, yeah, was, and the exciting conclusion was that she is the best, and she knew she well, was going to be the best, and that's kind of the end of the story. You know what she is, though? The, huh. the quote is, she's not a woman. She's a crystal singer. <laughs> <laughs> Much more than a woman. Uh, a couple things I wanted to briefly talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, on multiple occasions, the author incorrectly used the word insure instead of ensure, which kind of pissed me off. <laughs> the the one of the instructors that was talking like Yoda the whole time was that annoying you? I don't oh, you did not read that. that part either. Oh, I read it. This is weeks ago, okay. and I was just like plowing through. Oh, so there was like their first instructor that they had in 
Crystal Singer School. Mm-hmm. Just talked Yoda syntax. So it was yeah. all Yoda. That was well. I don't know Star why Wars that. had come out by that point. I know. <laughs> so she's probably yeah. thinking like, "Ooh, a little spaceman." No, that's yeah, yeah, that's space talk. Um, <laughs> that's space talk. Oh, so. and then she's apparently being groomed to become the guild master. Oh, but that was like early on. They were saying that too. Not early, early, but like halfway through the book, they're like. And you, which you think is probably legit, but also there's like twenty percent chance the guildmaster's just saying that so he can fuck her, which he does. Yeah, you know, that's an aspect of this book I didn't think of. Like, what are they telling her just to get laid? Because that's clearly like a kind of a motivator yeah. for a lot of I these mean, people. If the cover's accurate, she's an attractive lady. Is oh. she is she more or less attractive than the person who tried to break into your garage? Hmm, I'd say she's a little more attractive. Is I mean, again, this is a woman who's breaking into my garage. Yeah. So I've kind of like, the standards are already low. She's yeah. slightly above what you'd expect. But you say that, but at the same time, you made a point of saying it was an attractive woman who tried to break into your garage. Yeah, haunting. So <laughs> <laughs> Hauntingly attractive. Uh, so one thing, the technology in this. Yeah. She, uh, I think it was like after... After she saved Monsoon, that she was, like, going to go take a bath or whatever. I can't remember at what point. There was one point no, towards was the end of the book that a very they're dirty like, girl. you yeah. got to go take a bath, yeah. this, whatever. And it's, like, some special bath that's going to, like, relax you and repair wounds or whatever. Yeah. So she goes into the room and the bath's already running. Yeah. Like, it's done. And then she's, like, this is one of those things that stood out for me that are probably not that important. But I was just, like, she, she was, like... Who ran this bath? Someone must have already known I was coming and got this run for me. Or maybe they scheduled it. And it's like, well, you live in the future on another planet. They probably have, like, I mean, I've got Google that'll turn off my lights. Why wouldn't they have technology to run a bath for you? Well, I mean, this was written 40 years ago. I know. That's part of the stuff that bothers me. Another thing that bothers me, if you sing to a crystal and it binds to you where you get sick if you're away from it and it's basically like becoming like a heroin addict. Like you, yeah. the more you do, the more it's in your system and yeah. you're going to die if you don't have it and all that stuff. Why wouldn't they create a machine that can match the tone of the crystal and then whatever that's supposed to oh, do? Oh, like, like methadone in crystal. Right, like okay. a heroin addict uses methadone. Sure. Like I mean, I'm just saying you don't have to have a human there is my point you can have yeah. a robot go oh, there and go I thought you meant you could have artificial crystal to oh. sate the human addiction man that's an that's an aspect I didn't think of yeah. you can grow crystal grow a crystal that's just good enough so you can go off world for a while and yeah. not start getting the cramps and need a blowjob to feel better there you go so why not have a robot sing to it why don't yeah. they have lasers they have well, lasers why like, can't they cut the crystal well, with in lasers sh- in a machine and that was my thought early in the book when the spaceship was about to crash into the spaceport mm-hmm. and only like two specially trained humans could hear that the crystal is out of tune what kind of system I'm is sure, that I'm sure there's an instrument that could do that job exactly yeah it was yeah. just a big old microphone on the outside I mean, of we the airport we have automatic baths you can't have a <laughs> crystal know. tuning machine I mean come on people I know also the weather system of alerts yeah. was unpredictable in this story yeah. like you, you you depended on it but sometimes it didn't come through and boy were you in danger when a storm's coming it's like we have pretty good meteorology now. Like, yeah. I would know a good couple hours ahead of time that a big storm was coming. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot in this where I was like, did the person even sit and, like, if you're going to write sci-fi, you want to well, sit and think about okay. these scenarios. Let, let's talk about the author, though. Did you look, I up, didn't the look up the author? I not the author very much. She's a, uh, it's Anne McCaffrey, who it turns out is a pretty 
well-known and well-renowned author, like, hmm. in sci-fi land. She's won a... Really? Yeah, I think she won, Did she like, get a better later? Hugo Award or something, some... Oh, <laughs> wait, do you want to see a picture of her? Yeah, Here, yeah. She would call you her pet, wouldn't she? <laughs> just got, literally, the arm crutch is in the photo. <laughs> the thing that goes around your forearm. Yeah. <laughs> That's not wow. a flattering picture of no. Ms. McCaffrey. Why wouldn't they show something from when she oh, was... She was the first woman to win a Hugo Award, which is the science fiction writing award. For what book? Not this Best one. Best novella called Weir, W-E-Y-R, Search. In 1968, and hmm. she was the first to win a Nebula Award for her novella *Dragon Rider* in 1969. Hmm. Her 1978 novel *The White Dragon* became one of the first science fiction books to appear on the New York Times bestseller list. Hmm. So she's a, you know, she was a pretty. Well, I would imagine those books that won the awards are good. What happened here then? Well, maybe. Maybe it's good and we just don't appreciate good science fiction. I don't know. Hmm. There's got to be better science fiction than this. Thoughts on this book? What are your thoughts? What do you take away from this? I was disappointed. I was trying to judge it by its cover. The Mm -hmm. cover looked silly and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of dry and boring and, like... Too good, but not good enough. And like you were saying earlier, where is the where's the high point in the story? Like where's yeah. the arc? Where it just it? peters out. Do we have to read the whole trilogy to get any payoff here? I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. No. Didn't we learn a lesson from Twilight? Well, I don't know. We didn't. If it's we bad, only read one. Well, maybe we should go back to Twilight. Mm. That was, it was really hard. That was, was painful. It was kind of fun though. This, in, was, this wasn't fun. Fact. After the fact, this one. Well, was, yeah, that's what we're going for. We want it to be fun after the fact for our listeners. Think about the listeners, Glenn. Somebody has to think about the listeners. We're what not doing me? this for us. What we're doing this happiness? for our legions of adoring fans. <laughs> Have you seen the numbers, Ben? Yeah, we've gone up a little bit. Pretty impressive. Isn't Look at it? us. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us. Um, Listen to us. I walked away uh, with this. Yeah, kind of disappointed. I think. I, yeah, had, I, I had high hopes when I looked at the I cover. I had high hopes because I was thinking it was going to be silly and cheesy and campy. Um, kind of like back in the 80s when I was a kid and I would go to the library and I would get uh, Dragonlance books. Yeah. There's a whole series of them. Okay. Just basically like wannabe Dungeons and Dragons because it was yeah. a big deal. Wait, did you, did you say what we're going to read next? No. I don't know what we're going to read no, next. No, but you say, oh, you know what we should read next. And no, I I'm going to get to that. Grocery Store Smut. And he said, no, no, there's something else. And then, uh, well, we can still do Grocery Store Smut. Okay. But if you want to pick the next one, maybe you pick out what you think would be a good Philip K. Dick sci-fi. Okay. Which would be a good one. Yeah. Have you I think. read, have you ever much read of, any of them? Yeah, I've I have. read four of them. I have you? Yeah. I've never read Ubik. I have. That was, I think, the favorite of the four that oh, I really? read. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, so maybe you should pick out a, a Philip K. Dick that we haven't read. I thought, uh, what about Choose Your Own Adventure? We're thought we were going to do that. Why not? No. You, you say we're not going to do that. Because we'd have to take notes on every choice we made and then compare. Do you want to do that? Yeah. We'll be like, okay, so then there was choice number five. What did you pick? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Wrong, dummy. You should do what I did. Yeah. yeah. I think that could be. Do you want to do that? I think, especially if we're going to go kind of avant-garde like we talked about before, make this more of an experimental (laughs) format. 
And we're just maybe talking we should about- make that choose your own adventure be one that we record, but we sit on for a while because it's going to take me months to put in all the sound effects. And then my guy was walking through a field, and you hear field walking in the okay. background while we're talking. I think we should try that. Oh, okay, so boy. well, no, this is good. We've got a few ideas on because I think we're usually scrambling for an idea of what I know, to our read spreadsheets for next- just been useless. Yeah. Anyways, back to the book. Uh, I was expecting it to be cheesy and kind of sci-fi-ish and whatever, um, but it wasn't, and that's what made it disappointing. And I was just going to say, if I didn't have those expectations going in, I still wouldn't have thought it was any good. It was fine. Like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, yeah, it was just... It's not something anyone would want to read. Yeah. Yeah. Because you say, oh, so what's the book about? Oh, about this person that learns to sing to crystals, because that's like what the culture is That sounds so cheesy. Yeah, and they'd be like, oh, but then what else was going on in the background behind? Like, you have that as like your little little setup, but like, what's the main story arc? There is none. Yeah, there isn't one. She just becomes the best. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the end of the book. I mean, she pays a price. She's physically addicted to crystals now. She gets crystals. Well, at least she's rich. At least she's rich. Yeah. Which, what is the point of that? Yeah. Does anyone they're, stop they're and reflect well like, oh, well, I'll be rich and I'll have this amazing life, but... Oh, also, they live a long time. Did we mention that? Because of the symbiote. They live hundreds of years. Yeah. Anyway. They pointed that out. We should have talked about that 20, 20 minutes ago. It doesn't matter. Yeah, None of these details, like the one no. where the details we're arguing over, well, you're they just, don't matter. You're just saying they don't matter because you keep getting them wrong. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> next book, I am going to pick out something from the grocery store. Okay. Do I have to go uh, to my grocery store? Should we go to the grocery store right now? Do you want to go to the grocery yeah, store? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, let's All go, right, to, the we'll go to the grocery section. store after this. Okay. And then we'll. Uh, Wait, does the grocery store have books still? Is that they always, like in the magazine oh, section. Oh, yeah, they do. Just yeah. a handful. Yeah, or when okay. you're checking out, they'll be like next to the magazines, right? Okay. In the little yeah. kiosk. I think thing. we should go on a quick quick run. Quick run to the grocery store? Yeah. All right, we'll do that. All right. And then uh, we'll pick out a book, and then, yeah, I can start reading it. We'll try to see if we can get a smaller one. Yeah, yeah, let's let's make this quick. The Choose Your Own Adventure Mark to Sit On. Are we going to do Twilight next? No. Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick might wind up being boring if it's good. I know. That's what, well, we'll figure it out. It's going to be good, though. It's Dick. Shit, we might have to do Twilight. Well, yeah. Or we could just We do... haven't had, like, a good book that we bitch about. What if we get back to the roots of the show and pick a YA series? Do, do the fucking Maze Runner or Hunger Games or something stupid like that. Mm. I know. I'm rolling my eyes, too, as I'm saying that. I don't want to either, but it's easy to read. It gives us something to talk about. It's relevant culturally. Is it? Kind of. Is it? I mean, relevant in the sense it's popular. Nobody's heard of this shit we just read. No, that's the thing. This will get, like, no listens. Yeah. There's still people hitting uh, Twilight. Yeah. The Twilight Review. It's probably one of our most popular ones. Let's pour ourselves out to the listeners. Uh, What's the other one called? New Dawn? You know, I think when we breaking done, breaking done. I don't know. New Dawn is that that fascist group in Italy, isn't it? Or Greece? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and actually, I think it's because I was specifically looking for that line. The sh- he said shushing her, <laughs> and, it, and I was like, and I did find it by doing a search through the Kindle. I'm like, oh, it's there. Why is it showing up twice though? Because in the preview for the next book, Golden Dawn or whatever. They show in the first chapter a snippet, and that even has the sh- he said shush. You're like, why would she use it twice? Why is that a crutch uh, she falls back on? <laughs> oh, see, we're already getting worked up. We haven't even read it yet. We're already getting worked up I about like we're it. reading Twilight. Uh, should we just read Twilight next? Fucking right, we should. Instead of taking a gamble on the grocery store thing. 
Yeah, let's do that. Then we'll we'll God go to the grocery it. store some other time. Nah. <laughs> you and I haven't run errands together for a while, so we should do that. I anyway. know you have nothing to complain about. Yeah. Oh, what tangled webs we weave. I know. Well, all right. That's it for uh, Crystal Singer. We'll never follow through on the rest of that trilogy. Uh, but if we want to, there's two more in the no, trilogy. We're going to be too busy reading Twilight. Oh my god. Well, we do what we have to do. We need those listeners. Book boys. <laughs> Book boys getting on one knee and sucking that dick. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to go fishing next week or play chess. I don't know. <laughs> All right, fine. That's it for the show. Thanks for listening. You can do it? No, I just did it. I just I did it gently when I said book boys. Oh, that was what that, that was? That was that, yeah. Oh, I just thought you were just kind of remin- like just kind of stating like that's what book boys mm. do. Book boys. All right. I should have brought like a tuning fork or something to sound like a <laughs> ding. Book boys. I was kind of hoping you do a high pitched. Uh, I don't do high pitched. High pitched kind of a, like I just hold a C note. Yeah, I don't. I don't have perfect pitch. I don't know what a C note no, is not exactly. A singer. You don't get. You don't get crystal tricked. You're too smart for it. That's yeah. your problem. Yeah. Book boys. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs>